We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Howdy, everybody, and welcome into another issue of No Other Pod, the first official fully MLS offseason episode of No Other Pod of the year 2018. I'm Jimmy, Mm. and along with me once again is my good buddy Dan Kuzer. Dan, what is up? Offseason's here, dude. We don't even have to think about what happened this past season. I don't even remember... Our last game, to be honest, it's all uh, it's all of distant memory. So I, yeah, I'm excited I'm to look forward. Sure, man. Pretty sure Sporting KC won the West, and then Don Garber yeah. was like, "We don't actually need the playoffs. Like, we're just going to cancel them." Yeah, so. just closed it down. Uh, they were like, "We could go make a crap ton of money uh, if we had a big game in Atlanta, but let's let's hold <laughs> off on that for now. Let's hold off. They're going to do a lot of roster changes, and uh, you know, probably." probably trade some bitches and stuff like that so we'll just hold off on it yeah yeah um i wish that were the case i wish it was canceled uh yeah. but no well, it, it is a uh, cup though <laughs> there was there was and, and we'll talk about that a little bit we we reluctantly Briefly. watched it i pissed off a lot of people on the internet did. Um, that was the best <laughs> so we'll, we'll touch on that uh for a little bit too um mm. but we got some ratings and reviews, I believe. So hey. you want to tell me about those? We did, man. From FIFA Freak of 11 says, love it. Five stars. Great podcast. You boys should be proud of what you've created, bringing sporting fans together all over the country. Such entertainment for free. Thank you guys so much for providing this. I look forward to this every week. Absolutely gutted that we lost, but we're getting through this together. So funny and so informational. Thank you truly, Ryan. Ryan, thanks. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ryan. That that's nice words, dude. Yeah. That's nice words. I'll send you your check in the mail. Um, I don't think I gotta tell you, I don't think we thought that we were doing this. Like our our goal when we started the podcast was like, hey, let's start a conversation. Let's bring people together. We never really voiced it, but I think that was our overall goal. And it's it's kind of cool to see what's happened, man. Like people are listening in different states, different countries for God's sakes, and they're all chatting it up online with us and it's uh it's been kind of a cool thing yeah it's crazy i mean we've said before we had no idea what we were doing it was literally one night dan said why don't we have a we we still don't dan said why don't we have a podcast and (laughs) i was like i don't know and so the next day we recorded with our iphone headphones and our computers i went to upload the podcast and i was like oh this doesn't just host in itunes and there was a bunch of technical stuff we had to do figured it out we're still figuring it out as we go a lot of google um but yeah, it's 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 grown to, it's to more than we ever could have imagined, and hopefully it'll continue to grow. So thank you all so much. Hopefully. Yep. Well, we had this one yeah. more. Um, one more review said SLF SKC20 says love. That's two love reviews, by the way, <laughs> that had the title love in it. Uh, five stars. New listener this SKC season and love no other pod. Great soccer talk with casual banter. Feels like hanging out with friends, chatting about our team. Look forward to listening in the off season and in 2019. Keep up the great work. And I got to tell you, man, we're not going anywhere. Off season's happening. And uh, I we've had a lot of inquiries about that. And uh, it's here. It's coming every week. There's always stuff to talk about. So, guys, 
thank you so much for the kind words. We are still on the quest for a hundred reviews and I think we'll get there, man. I think we will too. Probably by the, the CCL in February. That's what we were hoping for. That's the plan. Thank you guys so much for, for helping us out. It'll be here before we know it. But um, in the meantime, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> it was a freaking busy day on Tuesday in MLS. We're going to get to all of that. We'll um, I'm glad we didn't record Monday night like we occasionally do. Because things happen. Probably would have yeah, it probably would have been a wasted episode. But uh, we first, reluctantly, are going to talk a little bit about MLS Cup. That oh, happened. that because whole thing. Did. That old chestnut. Um, <laughs> so, you know, a, a couple things. Like, look, okay, disclaimer. Like, everyone who listens to this podcast or who has ever listened to this podcast or at least follows me on Twitter knows that Atlanta United is not my favorite club or group of people. No. Like, we'll just get that out there. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> but, hey, good for them for doing what they set out to do. They were, like, pretty much preseason favorites. Yes. And it's not always easy to go from preseason favorites to go through the entire year and actually accomplish the goal of winning a championship. Congrats so and shit. It. Weird things happen in MLS. They they went through it. So, hey, you know, good for them. 73,000 people showed up. Good for them. New record. New, people. new ratings record on TV. Like, that's all really cool. They don't get that many people for Falcons games. <laughs> no. God damn. Well, Atlanta United doesn't blow their lead. I mean, if this was in true Atlanta fashion, they would have gone up 2-0 and then lost 3-2. But, you know, uh, let me take a minute just know. to talk about <laughs> as much shit as we give Atlanta. I think the fandom is so crazy and everyone's so on the soccer train down there now is because they don't have much to look forward to uh, in football or baseball currently. The the teams just aren't, yeah. you know, what they used to be. And it's not – I mean, compare it to Kansas City, man. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs have not been in a Super Bowl in God knows how long. And fingers crossed, maybe they get there this year. But the Royals, the Royals were hot back in 14 and 15. And, and uh, you know, Kansas City packs those places and continues to turn out. So Atlanta really has something to look forward to now. And uh, United can only build on it. And I'm not, I'm not praising them too much, man, because I don't like the whole MLS 3.0 TIFO thing. So yeah, that's a transition right there. Transition because um, you 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 didn't like it either. So this is something uh, I, like he okay. I've heard Taylor Twelman mention part of what I said, and he doesn't go like to the extent that I did. But you know, here, here's the thing: MLS 3.0. That's what Atlanta likes to call themselves because they're pushing the league forward and all this stuff. And and granted, when I say that's what Atlanta likes to call themselves, this is mostly a narrative from the fans. And MLS, the league itself, pushes it, it too at, at some points. But, like, generally speaking, and I may be wrong, so if I am wrong, forgive me, I don't see a lot from the club itself, like, proclaiming that they're, like, far superior to every other team. It's mostly, like, a fan-driven narrative. Um, yeah. But they call themselves MLS 3.0, meaning they're the new evolution of the league or whatnot. And so they had this giant TIFO of a train – that said MLS 3.0 on it, running over the Red Bulls. Um, oh, really? I didn't see the yeah. Red Bulls on there. Yeah, it's like squashing a Red Bulls crest. Um, Why, why'd they do that? Just because where they, like who they, they beat recently? The, yeah, they beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, okay, big deal. Which, aside from the fact that the Red Bulls won the Supporter Shield, which means over the course of the 34-game season, the Red Bulls were the best team, which I think... yeah. Fans don't love like there's different opinions on the supporter shield. I think the supporter yeah. shield is really cool, and I think it, there should be more value put on the supporter shield than a lot of people currently put on it. But that's a separate. Topic it's nice, for discussion. but then you have MLS Cup, and your supporter shield is pretty much wiped. Like yeah. no one's talking about the Red Bulls right now. Nobody. Right, and and I mean that's a very American minded, American sports minded mentality because we don't have single table you know, leagues and, and no. trophies and anything. So, okay, whatever. So they lift up this TIFO, MLS 3.0 train running over the Red Bulls crest. And I've heard this so many times, and I've heard them talk about how they're so much better than other clubs and whatnot. And I just, it like triggered me at that moment. So I sent out this tweet. Yeah, you were you were triggered. <laughs> I sent out this tweet where I quote tweeted Sam Stachel's 
photo of it. And I was like, if MLS 3.0 is being born on third base, having the NFL pay for your stadium and buying immediate success without acknowledging the sacrifices made by every club before you, then yeah, sure. And I just, I like, I I hit send and I put my phone down and, uh, Oh boy. (laughs) 164 retweets later, 733 likes later, and at least 55 comments, many of whom were pissed Atlanta fans. That And that doesn't even count all the quote <laughs> tweets that I got. Um, I have never had so many notifications in such a short period of time in my life. Um, did you get death threats? No death threats. So credit to Atlanta fans. They didn't threaten to kill me. So there great, you go. Great. But people did. people did resort to name calling, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a. Um, I forget exactly what he said because he deleted the tweet, but it basically said something like "Hey, fuck you." And so I just quote tweeted it, and I was like, "Nothing love for my fans." Um, and I think at that point, yeah. when I called him out, he was like, "Oh, like he's actually engaging with this." He deleted it real quick. Not at until or not before I got a screenshot though, so it's out there. Um, but I don't. It was amazing. I don't know. Like obviously, I made a lot of people mad, and then like. Because I was making people mad, I sent another tweet that was like, Atlanta fans get really, really mad when you don't genuflect before their long and storied two-year history, which that didn't help things. Um, oh, wow. You, uh, you you got a bad one, too, Jimmy. You did say, uh, wow, you're a fag, and that is coming from a legit homosexual. Oh, yeah, did get that one. Reported that account. I'm surprised that... what the god damn yeah, i'm surprised that tweet's still up because i blocked him immediately reported the tweet and then twitter told me they determined he was in violation of twitter rules so apparently i thought that meant they deleted it but i guess not so um i did report him do we do people still use that three-letter word like we're not supposed uh, to yeah don't so... use that word kids it's not good it's derogatory it's not nice good lord so, um and then i Anywho, sorry, I was just scrolling no, through it here, and I was like, bad. I, I mean, see yeah, if go, someone really. That, okay, y'all, y'all can go go see. I mean, I did finish it off. I was like, because apparently this needs to be said. I was like, hey, good for Atlanta. They're taking advantage of their situation, and they should. But acting like they've unlocked the secrets to the universe and soccer success, aside from just having a lot of money, is disingenuous at best. And that's ultimately my point. I couldn't care less, honestly, if ML, if Atlanta wins MLS Cup because they came in with an owner that has more money than than God and can throw around fifteen million dollars on a player and they can buy the best players and went, like whatever. Good for them if they have that capability, they should. And I truly do believe that's good for the league. What I don't like is when there's articles from like Dirty South Soccer or other sites that are like, we're so much better at this than anybody else. Why can't anybody do this? Or when national reporters are like kissing the feet of Atlanta being like, why has nobody figured this out without acknowledging the context of the only reason Atlanta can do it is because other teams have nearly gone through bankruptcy or have folded or have stuck with a league when it's not profitable for 20 years and built it to the point where Atlanta came in at the exact right time for Atlanta. And that's my, that's my biggest thing. What do you want to sell? You want to watch them pull a Dallas or a Colorado and not make the playoffs next year? (laughs) I mean, Hey, I, there's there's rumors that Miguel Almiron is going to be off to Newcastle. Uh, yep. There's there's rumors that Joseph Almiron, uh, just, wow, jo- Joseph Martinez is uh, um, being looked at by European clubs. Obviously, Tata's not there anymore. Yes, they're looking at bringing in See? like Pity Martinez from uh, River Plate in, in Argentina. But What's his name? P- the the target that they're looking at. Oh, with a P. Yeah, pity. Okay, no, I thought we were. I thought we were going from Tata to Titty, and I'm like, this is well, this is weird. They they did take MLS Cup to a strip club last night. Did you see they that did? going around? Oh my god, you have not been on Twitter today, sir. Yeah, there's video. Nah, it's a busy day. There's video of strippers putting their naked butt on MLS Cup on stage at Gross. at Magic City Strip Club, which is apparently a famous strip club in Atlanta. That I learned about today because oh I'm stro- I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed at work and all of a sudden I'm like, why is there a naked woman dancing on MLS Cup? I don't understand. Oh, is she naked online? It was on Twitter. Like people took video <laughs> because it's just in public. But like she wasn't naked. She wasn't naked in the video, right? Oh no, she was. Okay, what <laughs> video, Jimmy? Where is this? Why have? Why, I it's, mean, it's, I gotta see it's this. On Twitter, probably. It's on Twitter. 
if she's naked i mean i just if everyone else is gonna see it i guess i should too i mean it's like apparently jeff lorenowitz and brad guzan and chris mccann and all like all of them took mls cup to this famous atlanta strip club (laughs) well i mean did you retweet this i mean there's so many tweets on here i don't even know where to find it i didn't if i were to look for it if you you you're a smart man, I'm sure you can you can figure That's it out. Debatable. If you just t- type Atlanta MLS Cup, I'm sure you'll find something about it because it's TMZ wrote a whole article about it today. <laughs> it's That's interesting. it's something, but yeah. So I made a lot of Atlanta fans mad, but I also made a lot so of people, people agree with me. So <laughs> there it is. Oh my gosh. It was funny. It was funny. And I kept checking it out. And, uh, from, from an outsider's point of view, see, I retweeted you and my, my friend, uh, responded and said, sounds like this dude's a little salty. And I'm like, hold up. You don't even know the the whole situation because in his, in his response, he said, I don't follow MLS or soccer at all. And so I wanted to be like, well, and shut your mouth yeah. <laughs> and shut your mouth. Yeah. Because it, you think he sounds salty, but you wouldn't think that if you hadn't heard the entire season, all the crap Atlanta fans have been saying. So this is well war- This is very warranted. We know how unbearable they are, and I just hope we can shut them up and make a lot of them cancel their season tickets next year. <laughs> yeah, and I had a friend. I think I sent you this screenshot. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but I have a friend oh, who used wow. to write for Total MLS. Um, he, he's a, a fan of Seattle which there's some irony in that here, but you know, he, like he kind of put it better than I could. And he was like, you know, the idea that really needs to be pushed back against is either your Atlanta or your soccer community sucks. And there's, and like that Atlanta is what every team needs to be, but you start Atlanta even four or five years ago, what they have now isn't happening. And the league, like I said before, has put this weight on, every other team and then Atlanta comes out and they spend all this money and, and, and it was cool at the time, but that couldn't happen even five years ago. So like Seattle was drawing huge crowds, but they didn't get the same press that Atlanta was getting. And, you know, Portland draws huge crowds. SKC has sold out how many consecutive games? Like these clubs, games. yeah, these clubs have built success. And the reason Atlanta is so successful is because they came into the league at the most prosperous and kindest time in the league history. They got to drop into the most fertile ground of MLS fandom because everyone else has been working on building it for 20 years. And for then all of these soccer writers like Grant Wall or Jason Davis or or whatever to all of a sudden be like, oh my God, American soccer has finally made it because Atlanta is here without acknowledging that this has been set up for the past 22 years and that it's just the right time and it was the perfect mix of elements. That is what I think just does a disservice to every other team in the league. And I don't think it should take away from the success of Atlanta, but I do think it provides context for why Atlanta works so well. So, Oh, oh, dude, this girl is bouncing her meat flaps all over the damn <laughs> you found cup. <laughs> I found the video. I found it. She is twerking her damn rump right above it. Like she's all, I don't, I, it's on a loop. I don't know why it's not stopping. It's like a six minute or six second video over and over. And I have yet to scroll away. This, this is weird. Yeah. This is weird, people. Why? Don Garber has got to be livid. Well, like you better take that thing to the car wash. <laughs> so I like to imagine that this Don Garber He's, he's, he wakes up on on Tuesday. What is she doing? We're recording this on Tuesday. I like to imagine Don Garber wakes up this morning. He's getting ready. He's like, today's going to be a good day. There's an expansion draft. We're going to have some good, exciting news. <laughs> uh, there's going to be some players moved around. We're going to head off into the 2019 season, starting with today as the first day of the offseason. And then he gets this across his desk. And he's just like, what the hell? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, okay. <laughs> I, I'm I'm absolutely shocked because like first someone said that's disgraceful and someone else said agreed if you're filming video you should always do so horizontally <laughs> oh, and amazing I, I, I don't know what I kind of wish she would have fell over it or something I wish I, I wish this was like America's Funniest Home Videos but it's just kind of sad videos yeah I, I saw some... people still go to strip clubs apparently Jeff Lorenowitz and Brad Guzan do 
<laughs> so Brad Gazan wins. Brad Gazan, Jeff Lorenowitz, Chris McCann. Yeah, TMZ calls out who was there, and they have images. Isn't Gazan? Isn't Gazan like? Is he married? So is Chris McCann, because Chris McCann was the one whose wife was getting mad at a bar earlier in the season because people were saying Chris McCann wasn't good, and she was there with their kids, and she was like, this is disrespectful to us because you're saying mean things about my husband, and now he's off in a strip club while some girl shaking her booty on top of MLS Cup. She is waxing that thing with her <laughs> ass. I, it, yeah. I, it's still on. I'm still, I gotta get out of here. I gotta, I gotta close it out. I'm deleting Twitter right now. I'm just, I'm deactivating. Oh, fuck everything. <laughs> yeah. So okay. all I have to say is it's a good news. There's a new MLS cup every year. Cause I don't need that one. Yeah. Thank good. We don't, don't pass that around because if we won the thing next year, we, the fans don't want it. We're not touching that thing. No, no. So yeah. I'm, we're not we're not sitting there helping you pay for college with our MLS cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's bad. So I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, it's 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 a str- no offense to any strippers I mean, out there. There's no one to punish them really <laughs> right now because Tata's not there. He's not gonna he's not gonna bench like this is the funny thing about this. Like Andrew Carlton wasn't allowed to be in the stadium or in the parade because apparently he was partying the night before the game and it made Tata mad. Oh, and then. Tata leaves, and the next okay. day they're taking the the cup to a strip club and throwing it on stage. So, oh, because they don't, yeah, they're like screw Tata, he don't even speak English. Oh. Bye. <laughs> All hell's breaking loose in Atlanta. Um, oh my god. Okay, and we said we weren't going to talk about it much. We've now spent about fifteen minutes on these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't broken down the game. We just, you know. Other, other do we uh, do we have to no, though? We don't. Is there much to say about two zero? Portland got overrun from the from really the get go. If they had any yeah, hope, it looked like Portland it sucked. at the start of the second half, and then they got the second goal, and it was game over. They overcame a lot of adversity though. Oh my goodness, so much adversity. <laughs> I don't know. Like we had a we had a fun thing going on there, didn't we? With, we with did. the Vanderplug, we did. We did. Well, because like freaking Merritt Paulson, <laughs> their owner, he's always talking about all the adversity they faced, and then they saw like twelve players talk about all the adversity they faced, and I was like, what adversity? Like, yeah, you didn't. Nothing happened to you this year. You traded away Adi because he didn't want to be there, and then he went on to get better. Like, I don't understand. That's true. So he's with Cincy. Yeah. But anyway, I had to mute all notifications from my Twitter because of that conversation. And I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> Donezo. Probably so, because also you probably need a, a you probably need therapy because of the mean things <laughs> that were said to you. Well, a lot of people either <laughs> thought I was a Red Bulls fan or a Portland fan. And I was like, I'm not either. And I'm not like inherent. Like I kind of wanted Atlanta to win just because I was pissed at Portland for a number of reasons. And I was like, well, Atlanta fans can't get any worse. And I was wrong. They can. Um, yeah, I was all about Timbers Army, man. I was hoping they'd keep that hot streak going, but they really laid an egg. Yeah. I just didn't want the Timbers to have the same amount of cups that we did, too. So, like, we're still... Yeah, but I also didn't want Atlanta to earn theirs in, in two years. You know, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this was this was a no-win game. <laughs> Whatever happened, it was going to suck. Um, yeah, and we're just jealous. You realize you you some of you guys might be thinking, man, these guys are some salty fucks. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> Glad you noticed. But it's just a jealousy thing. I mean, yeah, do we wish we had a a big ass stadium? I mean, technically we did. We played at Arrowhead for a long time and and no one went to the games. So now we got this nice intimate stadium that we pack all the time. I I'm not sure we could pack a stadium uh 70,000 people are you? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we could or not. Um, and, and like I said, like I honestly don't know if I'm jealous per se because like good for Atlanta. I'm glad they can do it. And I'm glad they're in the league because I do think it's good for the league. And I, and this is asking a True. lot. I, I don't know why I would expect this of the fans. But like I guess it's just like, yeah, like not coming in and just being like, oh, my God, we're so much smarter than you already. You guys are all idiots. How did you never figure this out? Like that's not what happened. Like, you got a lot of money, you came in at a good time, and you bought success, which is fine. Like, you can do it, but, like, that doesn't mean that... Would you take Joseph Martinez on your team? Absolutely, I would. And I Wouldn't would, that be crazy? I would love We had it. that money? Oh, yeah. 
there are, there are links of, about him going to Everton, my EPL team, and I'd be happy if he did. So, dude, that'd be nuts. He's a great player, and Almiron's a great player. They're they're a really good team, and their front office is really smart. They've done a lot of really smart things. It's just I wish the fans would dial it back just a bit, bring it back. But hey, dial it, dial it back. There you go. So I don't know. Anyway, we. <laughs> Well, it's all right. We got another season to look forward to. The uh, 2018 is in the books. And you know what? Newsflash, 2019 is right around the corner. So it really doesn't sleep, man. This game doesn't stop. And I think that's why we love it. There, there's no shortage of things to ever talk about. Absolutely. It, it didn't even stop the very next day because there was a half-day trade window oh, that happened. And I always forget. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I forget about this every year. Um Timbers were making deals on their flight home. Well, yeah, because the Timbers and Atlanta United the next day had to announce their roster decisions. So, yeah, they were having to, like, basically right. work on the plane. Um, so, if you're off the team, they just hand you a parachute and throw you <laughs> off the plane. You're done. <laughs> so, yeah, so they had to announce their roster decisions. And there was this four-hour trade window on Sunday. And there were some moves made, the biggest of which was Montreal Impact uh, acquired Maxi Arruti from FC Dallas. Um, That's crazy. He's going so far away from Texas. It's colder <laughs> up there, man. It, it's a little bit cold. Um, he got traded for a first-round pick in the Super Draft in addition to $75,000 in targeted allocation money. Uh, okay. He's apparently in line to make like almost a million dollars a year this like this year and then the next couple years, so that's too much for Maxi Arruti, I think, but... Well, Montreal needed somebody, and they needed a they needed the guy, and he might be able to be the guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, look, FC Dallas they they've been making all sorts of moves. Supposedly, they're going to go real young next year. They also traded Tesho Akindeli to Orlando City for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in allocation money. Um, splitting up the boys, splitting them up. Yeah, Zach McMath, who was the Rapids' best keeper, pretty much was traded to the Whitecaps. Um, for Nicholas uh, Mezquieta and $100,000 in allocation money. Um, Andy Rose, uh, Vancouver got his rights from the Seattle Sounders for $50,000. So there were some moves made. on. on there's usually not like a big move like the Arruti move made on, on that day, but it's something. Um, and then I'm going to run down this list real quick of basically off-season dates, and then we can kind of jump into a couple of things. Um Obviously, the expansion draft was Tuesday. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. MLS free agency mm-hmm. began on Tuesday, so there's a certain list of players available for free agency. The waiver draft is today, Wednesday, at uh, 3 p.m. Central Time. That's right. Then the and that's like uh, I think you got Carlton Belmar is available to be picked up there. Yeah. So the waiver draft because there's so many freaking drafts. Um, yeah. For those of you who aren't aware, Sporting KC has a really good breakdown in their news section from a couple days ago of everything that's going on. But basically, the waiver draft is players who have been waived by clubs and they don't meet the minimum service requirements for either the re-entry draft or free agency because there's different levels of like number of years you need to be in for either re-entry right. or free agency. So there's that on today, Wednesday. And then on Friday is the first stage of the re-entry draft. Um, which is players who meet a certain number of years but aren't yet eligible for free agency. And then the following Thursday is stage two of the re-entry draft, and then January 11th is the super draft. And uh, the transfer window opens January 1st. So it's insane, people. It's absolutely insane. So Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Let's get the season going. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you thought that uh, it was going to be – a quiet off season, you are sorely mistaken. Um, it's going to be busy. I'm interested, man. I, I don't think, I don't think sporting's going to do any moves. You know, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. You don't think they're going to do anything? I don't know. What, what could they do? What, where do you, I mean, any starting lineup moves? Like where do, what do you see that could be improved other than Icopara getting shipped out? <gasps> So that's what I that was the first thing I was going to bring up was there was a, yep. a, a minor freak out 
understandably so amongst sporting kc fans because jeff carlisle of espn tweeted out this tweet with this article and and the headline is sporting mm-hmm. kansas city defender Ike para asks club to consider trading him and i think i sent never it believe to you. someone never believe someone with lie in their name all right don't do it <laughs> So I tweet. I, I immediately texted it to you, just the tweet, and I was like, "Dude, what the hell?" And yeah. uh, I was a little worried. I and send you. I send you more WTFs than I send anybody. Yeah, I don't know if that what that says about me, but is <laughs> <laughs> that um, you're always dropping bombs, dude? You're always you're always dropping knowledge. Yeah, I uh, I sent this to you, and then if you look, if you read the article, um, it I says. Sporting KC defender Ike Parra has asked Peter Vermees to consider any trade offers that come in for him. Um, Vermees confirmed that the topic came up with Ike last week, but said, quote, right now with our roster, I'm not shopping anybody. Um, and apparently this kind of comes down to, to money. Like it's not that Ike's unhappy. It says that, you know, apparently Ike told, Peter that his preference is to finish his career in Kansas City, which is good, but he'd like to make more money. And if any trade offers came in for him, he'd like at least the team to consider them. Um so that made me feel a little better. I don't know. Okay. What does that make you feel? Uh I I that makes you feel better? Like that he wants to finish his career in Kansas City. He just wants to get paid oh, a did bit he say- more. Okay, I guess I missed that part. Yeah. Uh, okay, that 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 sounds great. That's. I don't think we are going to pay him more. <laughs> do you? Well, that's the hard. I mean, part. he has a contract. I mean, you don't. You signed a contract, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He. Um, he's well. So he signed a contract. He was making like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I think, when he won Defender of the Year, and then he got a raise. So he he's supposed to make like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, or he made about three hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars in twenty eighteen. But now, what's he want? He wants to be on Beasler status. I mean, well, there's Beasler status. What's he want to do? Which is about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars or so, eight hundred thousand dollars, something like that. Mm-hmm. But then I think probably what set him off is then there's Andrew Fontas status, which he got signed. Oh boy, in the summer is a backup to Ike and makes about a million dollars a year. So yeah, Ike's probably looking at that and is like, dude, what the hell? Like I'm starting and I'm getting paid Pretty expensive bench a third of what Andrew Fontes is getting paid. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, you know, Fontes I think is, is probably the center back of the future when Beasler's done is what some people think, but I mean, I guess from that point, I understand Ike's frustration a little bit. Do, I mean, do you? Well, Beasler's not done yet. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, yeah, you do. So, I don't know. Like, it's probably nothing. Peter doesn't seem too concerned about it. He said everybody wants more money. That's not abnormal. These conversations happen all the time. Um, Peter said before, whenever they get a trade offer, they always consider it. It's just, you know. They don't always accept it, obviously. So, right. I, you, I mean, I That's I would expect Ike to I mean, be back next year. Joseph Martinez for Ike Opara. <laughs> I, I would expect so too. Joseph Martinez for Ike Opara. Now, there you go. That's straight trade. <laughs> I get. I mean, you you do that if that's on the table, right? Yeah, there's no way that's ever going to be on the table. But yeah, no. why wouldn't you? <laughs> um. So. Yeah, there, I mean that's that's one thing that could happen, and then Kyrie Shelton, he was the other sometimes starter that oh, is. Uh, he's probably going to play for Everton. <laughs> I hope not. He's not quite that level, but he is apparently going to Europe <laughs> somewhere. We don't know where, but he you saw on his Instagram he was landing in London, right? Oh yeah, he was in London. He'll probably go over and play in the. What the Eredivisie? The Eredivisie? What's what's that league called? Eredivisie, or or however you say it in Eredivisie in yeah, Holland, something like that. Got me talking like Opera Man over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, maybe he could play in like the championship level, like the second 
tier English system. I don't know. Uh, but he won't be back huh. with Kansas City. He's trying to play in Europe. No. So. It's a little sad, I guess. Do you feel... I mean, they extended an offer, so if he doesn't find anything in Europe, can he still probably come back if the offer's still there? That's a good question. I think probably yes, but my guess is if he's flying all the way to London or wherever he went on to after that, there's probably, like, talks going on. Because, like, I doubt he'd fly over there just for no real reason. He probably is like, I'm flying over to meet with a team and, like, get something hammered out. Is my yeah, guess. sign a deal. Yeah. Probably. So, well, I mean, Kesura, Sura. <laughs> <laughs> Do you then look at? I mean, we mentioned last week that we thought Sporting might try to look at a striker anyway, just because they're always looking to improve the team. But do you think striker now becomes a priority again? Or do you think that with Diego and, and Namath, we're looking good? Well, I don't know why we haven't talked about Haji Barry on the Swope Park Rangers at all. And I think, did they get rid of him, Haji Barry? I don't think so. I think he's still there. Because he scored a lot of goals this year. And I, I don't I don't know why they wouldn't even give him a shot up here. You know what I mean? Up on the big boy team. Yeah, he's 26 years old. So, I mean, it's like now or never, really. Like, it's not often yeah. you see a 26-year-old person. Like, if he's going to break into he's, MLS, that's pretty much got to be now. So, well, Yeah, dude, he scored 17 goals in 33 games. Yeah, it looks like he's still on the roster. I was going to say, I hadn't heard anything about him leaving, so... Um, I mean, he never scored like that when he played on the uh, Orlando City B team. Well, yeah, he did. He got 14 goals in 29 games then. So, I mean, the dude can score just about every other game. Yeah, it makes you kind of wonder, like, okay, what is it about him that he's scoring every other game, but he's not getting really the chances in MLS? Yeah. Do they see something in training? I don't know. Um, They must – I mean, maybe they just – I don't know. They never brought him up to even put him on the bench. So I'm mean, like, maybe they think he just needs to keep proving himself in USL. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good question. But I think, you know, I, I thought they were probably going to target a forward anyway. Peter's not going to say they are because I think he learned his lesson from last year being like, we're going to find a nine. And then they didn't. So now he's kind of like, well, yeah, we're going to look at all positions. Um but I, I'd be surprised if we'll they see. didn't look to bring in a striker. So that's what I think. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, it, it could definitely happen. Yeah, let's see here. Um, so we had the expansion draft today, and uh, it or we're recording on Tuesday. Um, the next the next big thing in the MLS offseason schedule is the FC Cincinnati expansion draft, which happened on Tuesday. And they basically get to select five players from teams around the league, except for the teams who had players selected last year. So Sporting KC was exempt because LAFC picked Latif Blessing. Um, they picked five players. Darren Maddox from DC United, Kai Kamara from the Whitecaps, um, Roland Lama from FC Dallas, Eric Alexander from the Dynamo, and Hassan Nadam from the New York Red Bulls. They immediately traded, like within three seconds, <laughs> they announced this on the broadcast. Um, they traded Kai Kamara to the Colorado Rapids. And uh, they got an international slot, and then they flipped that international slot and about $750,000 to Vancouver to acquire Kendall Waston. So... They acquired Kendall Watson. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big haul though for what they did have. I mean, Darren Maddox mm-hmm. um, from DC United, yeah, and then uh, uh, you know Kai Kamara was huge too. It's that's it's crazy. Yeah, Maddox. He's a so so they already have and Lamar Roland Lamar from FC Dallas too. Man, that's a big deal. Yeah, they they already have Fernando ID. And they already have Fatia Lashi from the San Jose Earthquakes. So they already had a couple MLS players. Now they have Darren Maddox, who he's a serviceable forward. Roland Lama, he's he's a, a hot and cold sort of streaky winger. But, he, I mean, he's he's there. 
Eric Alexander, he's a 30-year-old career journeyman, but he's going to be a veteran presence. I don't know how many of you know who Hassan Nadam is, but he is a giant defender who played for Red Bulls too, but he's only 20. He's like 6'4". Very large. Um, he's a fantastic pickup. And then they got Kendall Waston, and they also traded $450,000 in allocation money to Atlanta United for Greg Garza. So Greg Garza, dude. Championship winner right there. Yeah, they needed some money to fund all the uh, the strip club escapades, I guess. So they had to oh, ship out one dollar, of the players. dollar bills. <laughs> um, yeah, Lorena Witz was there and was like, do you accept general allocation money, Miss um, Diamond? Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. What do you what do you think of what FC or uh yeah, Football Club Cincinnati is is doing so far? I mean, they still have a long ways to go, but do you kind of like the pieces they're starting to put together? Yeah, it seems all right. Um you hate to you hate to compare them to you know, they're not on that Atlanta level, but I think they're probably above Minnesota level, wouldn't you say? I I agree. There were some people early in the week where they started to see the number of USL signings they were doing, and they're like, eh, is this going to be like another Minnesota United? But I think... <laughs> Dude, we're going to have to take some Minnesota like road trips, man. Oh, yeah. That stadium looks gorgeous. <laughs> That's going to be a fun time. And Minnesota's great, man. Like the beer scene, the vegan scene. They got a whole lot going on in that city. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it is great. So we'll be there uh, for sure. Um uh, We've already got some people on Twitter telling us to uh, to let them know if we're there. They they meet up with us, so we definitely will. Oh hell yeah! Um, but I agree. I think they're a step above where Minnesota was. I mean, they they got crazy fans. They already sell out like thirty one thousand seat stadiums all the time. Oh yeah, um, that's crazy cool. And hey, a back line with Garza and Waston and probably Hassan Nadam. Like, that's not a bad little start to a back line. Um, oh, hell no. Ivis uh, Gallarsep from SBI Soccer and Goal.com tweeted earlier today that he's heard reports that they're going to bring in an international goalkeeper as their starting keeper. That's all he knows, but, you know, they're bringing in somebody. So, okay. The- we know they're not going to sign another DP because they already said they're not going to sign another DP, but I do think the people they're bringing in, they're using their resources smarter than Minnesota did. So I'm kind of Seems excited that to way. see where they go. Seems like they're a step ahead than some other teams have and or would have been. So um, it is exciting, dude. They got the fan support right there, um, which has been very exciting about every expansion team. They seem to have good fan support. Even NYCFC people, they're really hanging in there despite not having a a stadium to call their own, you know, which Atlanta United doesn't technically have a stadium to call their own, but they, they might as well now. Cause that place is rocking. Yeah. It's, um, it's a really fun time to be a fan of the league. Cause we got, we got, uh, Cincinnati, we're going to have Nashville, um, and then Miami. Inter Miami. And then there's going to be another expansion club, probably Austin. Um, uh, you know, that'll bring us up to what, Dude, Nashville teams. too, man. Yeah, Nashville would be a great trip. Yeah, Nashville's gonna be freaking awesome. I'm excited. I love for Nashville. Nashville. And uh, you go down there to Bootleggers Inn. They have moonshine shots and all flavors. Any flavor you could think of. You want chocolate moonshine, banana? You get it. It's delicious. That's uh, <laughs> chocolate banana moonshine. Um, have not had that before. Um, no, they had every every flavor you could think of, um, and then you, you just go in places, and they're just the, the you're, they're sampling moonshine. They're just giving you samples. <laughs> you just walk in, and they're like, "Here's some moonshine." They have, huh. yeah, but like they can't give it to you for free, so you have to like give them a dollar, and they'll give you as many samples as you want. It's huh. pretty cool. Well, then Nashville sounds like it'll be a very lovely road trip to take with the road. Trip. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Nashville, Miami, Cincinnati starts playing next year. Probably Austin at some point, even though that's kind of sketchy. Um, that leaves just one more expansion spot to get to 28 between like Detroit and Phoenix and St. Louis and Sacramento. Um, and then 28 was previously going to be the cap, although Don Garber seemed to leave the door open if they wanted to increase it even a little bit more. But hey, I don't know. We'll see. So, huh? 
it's a fun time to be a, a fan. We're going to do these expansion drafts pretty much every year for the next like four years. So get used to it. Exactly. Uh, the other big, and this is probably the biggest transfer that happened recently, um, and it's probably not even close, is the Columbus crew officially announced a transfer of Zach Steffen to Manchester City. Uh, it's just the weird thing is it's not going to happen until next summer in the secondary transfer window for MLS. Um, it's it's pretty much the primary transfer window for the EPL. So what do you think about this uh, transfer situation? Oh, buddy, I don't know about this one. Um, he's not going to play for Manchester City, so we, we all know that. Um, yeah. He'll get some minutes somewhere else, I'm sure, and he'll have to if he wants any hopes of having that national team starter job. Yeah. He needs to get minutes. Um, my first thought when and I he heard had this, minutes in Columbus. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him for, I mean, look, if I was 23 and Manchester city came calling, even if I knew I was going to get loaned out for a bit, I'd probably be like, yeah, let me, I, I want to go. Um, yeah, probably. So I don't blame him there. What what's kind of weird from Columbus's standpoint is, like, okay, so what are you going to do in the second half of the season next year? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you got to find a new keeper, because uh, they're only yeah, have them for half the exactly. Year. I thought maybe though they'd like get a loan deal back for the rest of the year, but then I had some people point out to me they're like, no, City probably wanted to do this so he could join them right at the beginning of preseason and kind of go through their whole preseason regiment with them before getting loaned out somewhere. And I was like, ah, oh, it actually makes sense. So wow, so he's not going up there right away. He's going to stay in MLS till summertime, till July. Yeah, and then when the secondary transfer window for MLS opens in July 9th, then he goes to England. So wow, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, Columbus has Stefan for the first half of the season, and then who knows for the second half. Okay, so kind of weird. That's interesting. He'll probably end up in Holland somewhere, play, playing for like a Dutch second division side, but uh. Right, where they play in their clogs. Yeah. Either that or he'll end up being uh, the NYCFC goalkeeper. <laughs> so, Oh, me, boy. Yeah, loan him out to NYC. Yeah. And then they'll play Columbus in the playoffs, and he'll stop them and have some game-saving shot, and then that'll be it. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, so that was some big news. Um you know, other big news around the league. We'll That's... just maybe do some quick hits, I guess. I don't know. LA Galaxy are supposedly about to announce Caleb Porter as their head coach. Um, oh, yeah. He was spotted. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, he's, I, he's, he's, a, he's a different personality. He's kind of arrogant, kind of smug. Did win MLS Cup with the Timbers, but also missed the playoffs a few years with them. So, some ups, some downs. Um he was spotted sitting courtside at a Lakers game with Chris Klein and uh, the new um, Galaxy GM, and that's kind of what tipped people off. Um, but they did supposedly agree to a new deal with Zlatan Ibrahimovic for another year. So Zlatan will be back. So There you go. I think that's good. Um, the dude was a very huge presence this year, and um, – as much as they want to call us a retirement league, the dude, the dude had some stunners and he, some bangers, man. He made he made the league look good. He did. I'm excited to see him in a full year in MLS. Um, I mean, he was it was yeah, close to a full if year. He can stay healthy. But yeah, it, it, you know, I think as much as I hate, you know, teams like the Galaxy. Like I do think it's better for MLS when the Galaxy are good. They had some really bad mistakes especially on defense this year but they're getting rid of ashley cole they're getting rid of siani uh hopefully they can make some better decisions going forward um it's certainly nice to see them not make the playoffs though i i I definitely don't (laughs) hate it yeah uh jeremy morgan asked us about the mls coaching carousel um so obviously we just mentioned caleb porter um, supposedly FC Dallas is going to hire their academy boss, Luchi Gonzalez, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Columbus still needs a coach after Greg Baralter took the, uh, the U S men's national team job. Um, 
Right. Are there any others out there that you can think of that don't have coaches? I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, I think that's about it. Because uh, Vancouver filled their spot. Yeah. Yeah. With I, Mark Dos Santos. Which I think that's a good hire. But yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I haven't seen anything about who the other teams are going to hire. Like Columbus. I did see supposedly Columbus is looking at Bruce Arena for their GM. So That's weird. Yeah. I think uh I don't think we're ever gonna move past Bruce Arena <laughs> as a league. No, he never goes away, dude. Never goes away. He's always gonna be around. Uh right. It's kinda weird. Yeah. Bruce Arena resigns from the US men's national team. They wait a year and a half, hire Greg Baralter, and then Columbus is now gonna wait a bit and then hire Bruce Arena, who Greg Baralter replaced. So <laughs> Strange. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's just trade coaches and see what happens. Um, there you go. Yeah. Supposedly, Jason Christ is going to be an assistant under Caleb Porter at the Galaxy. So that's the strangest thing I've heard all week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good God. I can't wait to see the Galaxy miss the playoffs again. I just want to see Jason Christ and Caleb Porter trying to tell Zlatan what to do. Because, oh, that'll be hilarious. Yeah. Like, there needs to be a camera on at all times. Because Zlatan's you, No not one tells that. Zlatan what to do. Right. Zlatan, no practice today. Yeah. Zlatan, um, he's going to do what he wants when he wants in L.A. And maybe that's why he went back to L.A. Yeah. for another year. He was like, I could go to Milan, but this I actually kind not... of have to do something. But Right, because it's Zlatan time now. Zlatan time. <laughs> you don't mess with Zlatan time. <laughs> Hashtag Zlatan time. Um. Oh yeah, uh, Zlatan. We said uh, we're, we're, we had training today at nine a.m. No, no, we train when I say we train. <laughs> you had training at nine a.m. Zlatan don't have training at nine a.m. Yeah. You sit down there, fairy boy. Sit down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I imagine him calling people fairy boy. I'm not sure yeah, why. I don't. I, don't I just know imagine why. that's how he talks. Um, <laughs> Mr. Christ, fairy boy. <laughs> while, while we while we are on the topic of of galaxy coaches i don't know if you saw but siggy schmidt is hospitalized um for oh no some unknown reason like we the the family doesn't want the reason out there so obviously respect those wishes Uh, we're not gonna cheeseburgers dig into it but um it does sound serious so he's in you know uh, presumably not great shape if the family doesn't want it out there so just thoughts out to take care of yourself people yeah Hopefully, Siggy. You pulls only get through. one body. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just hey, you know, thoughts out to Siggy and his family. Hopefully, he can recover and come back healthy and uh, and and get back at it, get on the sideline soon. So, um, yeah. And then, lastly, what I want to mention before we wrap up here is did you see the women's uh, national team got their FIFA World Cup draw which is kind of yes, cool yes they had the draw man pretty pumped that is that is a good 6 or 7 months away yeah as of uh the World Cup let's see we are what's today so when we're recording December this 12th. we're like 182 days away so 181ish days away from the World Cup um about 6 months man that's awesome yeah in France so the U.S. is in Group F with Thailand, Chile, and Sweden. So, um, avoiding some powerhouses like Brazil, Australia, Japan. Um, Sweden, I think, isn't bad. But the U.S. should win this group, no problem. Um, how pumped are you for this World Cup, man? Like, th- I-, I get more pumped for the Women's World Cup than the Men's World Cup sometimes because the women actually are good for the U.S., yeah, it's a little exciting. Uh, of course, you know you're going to know more men's players in the in the men's World Cup, but uh, you know you got to be all Team USA on this one. Uh, there's no, it'll be easier to be full on USA than to you know follow some team that your favorite Premier League star is is on. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And and the the women like oh Egypt, you know Mohamed Salah or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good point. Like. I probably know more men's players on other countries' teams in the men's World Cup for sure than I do in the women's World Cup. Uh, yeah, 
but women's soccer coverage is, is growing. They have the first golden ball winner this year, like we talked about last time. And the women's USA team, the U.S. women's national team, is a freaking dominant team. So, Oh, yeah. It, they it'll are be fun to watch amazing. Them. We'll uh, probably be out at Power and Light for some of those watch parties. So I don't see why not. I, uh, you know, I plan to plan to be there. Should be pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, let's let's end this episode. We're coming up on the hour mark with uh, a question from our boy Eric uh, Tattoo Martinez. Um, we'll revisit this one. He said, "I asked you at the beginning of the season if SKC wasn't a team in MLS." Who would you be, or who would be the team you you'd follow? And he goes, based on the end of the season results, um, would that change? Like, who who would who would be the team that you'd follow based on results? So I don't know. I mean, you mentioned oh, I think God. NYCFC. Mean, so I don't know if that changes. I or think not. I did, but I think like think of it this way, dude. If you're just say you just figured out, you just heard about MLS, and you're like, wow, I kind of want to be a fan of one of these teams, dude. Wouldn't you just pick Atlanta? Doesn't that make the most sense? <laughs> if you had never heard of MLS before and the first game you watched was that MLS Cup, that's probably the team you'd want to be a fan of because the environment Absolutely. is cool. Yeah. And so. that sucks. And But they'll take you. I mean, not that they have any bandwagon fans, but I mean, there's always room for more fans of any team. So there you go. Yeah. I... Uh... You know, it's not really based on end of season results, but I, I I'm gonna be very curious how FC Cincinnati does, um, and I think they got a cool atmosphere with all their fans. I don't like Kendall Waston, so that's kind of a bummer. But like, they look like they're coming in with a better plan than Minnesota. Maybe not quite as guns blazing as Atlanta, but I think that'd be kind of a fun team to jump in and be like, "Hey, you've been around for a few years in the USL. I'm gonna join you when you go into MLS. We'll we'll kind of ride this out together and see how it how it works out. So I think that'd be a fun yeah, one. Yeah, that'd be cool. True, true. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I am there. So anyway, okay. man, uh, we are just about at that time. Did I? Do you think I did I miss anything that you can think of? Uh no, no, no. I think that's I think that's pretty much the bulk of it. So, you know, we'll have to check in next week, see if anything moves in the waiver draft and and uh, go from there. Teams aren't entirely active during the waiver draft. You know, players are waived for a reason, so they aren't yeah. usually picked back up in the league. But uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that for show. Yeah. A lot of passing happens in these drafts. Um, yeah. Occasionally one or two players are picked up, but... You know, it's not like all of a sudden everybody's going to be grabbing a player in the waiver draft. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we will let you know if that does happen. And we'll be back next week, as always, with all of your latest MLS news. If it was anything like Tuesday was, it's going to be a crazy oh, week. Man. So, we'll same let you bat know there. time, same bat channel. <laughs> um, in the meantime, you know what that means I, I don't know. Oh my god, dude! You never watched the old Batman series when they were like, "Will Batman get out of this predicament?" Tune in next week, same bat time, same bat channel. I, I forgot. I, I did watch some of them because my dad liked them, but I don't. I didn't remember that part. But that makes sense. Oh man, I remember laying in my parents' bed watching that stuff on a small, you know, twenty-seven inch TV or whatever it was. <laughs> I uh, I watched. I know a what lot you guys of- are thinking. Twenty-seven inch. You you must have been rich. <laughs> It was even color. Um, <laughs> I watched a lot of the old Zorro TV show. I don't know if you ever okay, watched that. Okay, I never got into Zorro. Yeah, Zorro cracked me up because it was black and white, and like when it was supposed to be like night scenes, like the sky was still sunny. Like you could very obviously oh, tell this right. was not filmed at night. And I'm, but hey, it was good. Um, so. Well done, Tonto. <laughs> um, anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to, to leave us a rating or review. Um, check out on the volleyapparel.com. Use discount code no other pod for three uh, in three separate words for a 15% off discount. And uh, check out Radke, the awesome local St. Joseph, Missouri band that lets us use their music. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Kuzer 
at jcmax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nootherpod. Uh, shoot us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll be back as always next week. But until then, I'm Jimmy, he's Dan, and we'll catch y'all later. See ya. Thank you. Yeah.